Hello, and welcome to a brand new show. Um, I'm Ian. I'm Henry. I've got a single party popper to celebrate One the One single party popper. Ready for it? Ready for it? Oh, no. <laughs> that was accidental. Um, I'll save it? it for the end, the party popper. It's fine. Um, yeah, so we're going to start a new show that's not about films. What? Well, this is our new music show. Oh, it's, show. About, it's about a TV show? No. It's about a game? No, it's not about theatre either. It's about literature? No. It's about interpretive dance. Oh, getting warmer. It's about socks? No. It's about polar bears? No. It's about little bits of string? Only if those little bits of string are on my guitar while it gently weeps, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> what is that when you show about? It's about music, Henry. Exciting. Songs, rhythm, and notes. <laughs> For context, Ian is doing a music degree. Yes. I have listened to some music. And we have both worked in establishments that cater towards the selling and distribution of music. Yes. Um, and we're going to... What running title so far of this is called Stay On Track? Well, people will already know that, depending on what we've called this. Yeah, but it may change. But it I, may change. But, yeah, we're going to... The idea is one, maybe once a month we're going to go take an album and go... Listen, we'll both have listened to it and go through it song by song analyse it, what our thoughts are. We're going to go through it like customs through a suspicious package. Yes, yeah, so you see, when you see an unattended album lying there... <laughs> yes. And we go Do f- listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the first one to kick us off, I think a fairly big doozy, mm-hmm. is Taylor Swift's Reputation. It's an album I've been excited for for a very long time because Ian and I are both big fans of Taylor Swift's last album, 1989. Yes, and that is the only album I am a fan of the Taylor Swift but it did grow on me her earlier ones have had some good songs on there like Trouble and Red it's a love story baby just say yes I think through um, various documentaries I think I've seen I think Taylor Swift has single handedly ruined the country scene in Nashville (laughs) (laughs) because it's all all the record labels look for now is that pop country uh, sort of thing. You can't do like you can't Johnny just, Cash you country can't, yeah, anymore. You can't be proper country artists anymore. But like 1989 for me was just like, it's a, a killer pop album. It's pop, it's pure pop music. Yeah, the great, great like that retro synth pop feel. What's your favorite song off it? Would you say? I think my my go to track is Style. That's good. I think my recent favorite because I kind of fluctuated because it's just banger to banger off that song. Ba- a, Bad no, Blood is the anomaly in there. No, there's, yeah, there's a few missteps that, in that For album. me, my current favourite on that song is How You Get The Girl. I do like that, and I do like... Um, it's a the great twist in that song. Clean. In, in the end of How You Get The Girl, you find out she was the girl all along. Ah. Uh, yes. Anyway, it's just like the end of the crying game, but the other way around. Or at the end of the video for Call Me Maybe. <gasps> yeah, the guy was gay, <laughs> The guy right? was gay the whole time. <sighs> yeah, so... the. F- we have just come hot off the press. We've just listened to Reputation, start to finish. We've made notes about hopefully, each track as it went along. Hopefully, you at home have listened to it as well, or if you just want to hear our hot takes. Yes. Well, Taylor Swift has made it now impossible to listen to the album. So yeah, like it, we <laughs> we actually had to buy it. <laughs> well, not only did we have to buy the CD, we then fumbled for half an hour to make the CD work on a PlayStation, which apparently doesn't. So. <laughs> But we've listened to it nonetheless. Um, should we go right into it with our notes on Ready For It? Which is track number First one. track one. Dot, dot, dot. Ready For Ready It. Ready For It. I like this song a lot. It's the, it's the, considering the single was Look What You Made Me Do, which we'll get onto later, Ready For It is 
pretty good. I think it's a good opener of the album. Shall I go through my notes here? Go on. What I've written. This is trashy. Pre-choruses have nice chaotic sound. Okay. Oh, there's a thing here. I've written spacey chorus is lush. I didn't mean Kevin. Kevin Spacey. I didn't mean Kevin. <laughs> spacey. Chorus payoff is weak. I don't like the... You ready for it? Bam, bam, bam. I feel like that could have been so much bigger sounding, but it just sounds like somebody hitting. Well, the, that's the thing. Well, that's not the really... Hans Zimmer button. Yeah, because the thing I found annoying about it, like, I think it is a great intro to the album, because mm. it's directly going straight away to people who are listening. Okay, this album's gonna be different. This album's gonna be edgy. This album's gonna be so much more. Spoilers. It doesn't live up to that at all. <laughs> It's, it is a great album opener. But it's a great it's album opener. It's and in it's your bold. face. You can like... Even the intro of it is just that... I put this and I love the trashy trap chorus. Like the trap verses to this. I think I the, can, the like, second half of them, as it goes closer towards the chorus, like that pre-chorus bit, is great. No, like, I mean, like, that pre-chorus is fine. It comes out of nowhere. It's a bit more, it goes a bit more, like I said, it goes a bit more spacey. It's got it's, that I'm great trees. feel. To me, it just, I can imagine, like, slow-mo scene at a club. See, but it's the thing, but I can, like, but the verses... Cranked through massive speakers would sound like really cool. Like you can imagine people, you can imagine people going crazy for that. But yes. then the chorus. I, it, does, I have not it, been to a nightclub for a very long time. Yeah. But I imagine that that song will go down well there. Yeah, but I feel like it loses its, like at the very end it loses the battle because the spacey chorus becomes the spacey pre-chorus all becomes the closing refrain, and it just but feels like a bit. Like, it my feels issue like a with that is end. that it brings in the horrible bridge over the nice chorus at the end because I don't like the let the games begin I don't like the bridge yeah so I, I don't mind that the sound of the chorus gets thicker at the end no but I feel I like just, it's just I just wish that they kept the bridge I out I feel like it just loses it completely loses its edge at, at the end completely I don't it, it edgier no I feel like at the end it becomes a bit more sanitised and a bit more like okay now you're in the safe Taylor hands like you used to know um, we've had our quick few minutes of being oh edgy but now it's like nah we're back into the um, back into your same comfy slippers but then I think, after that, we get an interesting track. Because but I'm, anyway, I'm not, the last thing on this okay. is like, the whole, the whole, I've got a whole problem with the way when Taylor tries to rap. Yes. Every flow on this is took from somewhere else. And even in the first one, you can instantly hear it. It's like, whenever she starts singing, it's instantly, they call me Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> like, it's instantly just that. Yeah. Straight away, and you're like, oh, that's where, and like, Obviously, it's not. It's not a spoiler. Like she's been guilty of that she's even had to give writing credit to right said Fred on "Look What You Made Me Do," mm. which is I'm too sexy for my shirt. Yeah, wrong said Fred. Some might say, but it's just like, come on, this is just weak. But I, I think I do think "Ready for It" is a, a more than acceptable pop song. Yeah, it's it's fine. So we move on to track two, yes, track end two. game. I did not Which enjoy. Which was a weird one, a completely weird one, because it's got that really out of out of place beginning. Yeah. Wait, is that the vocoder bit? At the beginning? No, it's just like it. It's like a weird intro before it kicks into like an almost gospel vibe of. They've got a bad reputation. Like it does uh, yeah, feel I like the Sunday church feeling of it. As I've said in my notes, the big reputation hook is naff. Yeah. Um, the features on this thing from Future and Ed Sheeran the, just feel completely wasted. Well, the Future one I didn't really care for. I don't know who Future is. I, I yeah. imagine I don't really want to. But surprise, he's only on there so people more, more people know who he is. Yeah, it's it's almost surprising this wasn't released as a single, considering this is the only one with two big features on it. Well, give it time. Yeah. Um. And as I've said here, this has more tasteful Ed Sheeran use than Game of Thrones. 
because I don't. <laughs> it doesn't feel. It doesn't stop to feel like an Ed Sheeran song, which I quite like. Well, that's the whole point of a feature is just because you aren't guesting on someone else's track, but that's all it feels like. It doesn't feel like. It just feels like it's a, oh, it's the Ed. It's just nothing. It's so nothing. Yeah. But I think it works better than like the Kendrick Lamar version of Bad Blood. Like I don't like Bad Blood anyway. Yeah. But I care even less for the Kendrick Lamar version. There's a thing I want to point out with the song. Where I feel like there's an instant jibe at Kanye on this track. Mm. Which I feel is a bit like fine. I guess you're still trying to like what life. Um, life of Pablo was like what over a year ago now. Mm. So and you're still trying to keep this going. So it's, there's a light. Never mind how all of the free verses have this like weird vocoder sort of like the auto-tuned effect on it. The auto-tuned rap thing. Yeah. There's a line that says, don't love the drama, but the drama loves me. Mm. Okay. But then, I can't believe that for a second, considering she's called her album Reputation. And she's constantly and bringing it up. so much of it is about, like, oh, look, look at me in the middle of another scandal. It's that kind of... Thing that I don't really appreciate. There's another Kanye line that comes up further in the, in, the, in the next song, funny enough, which I'll go into in a second. But it's just like, come on, Taylor, your whole, your like, this whole album is about drama. Yeah. Like you're devoted the whole album of your discography to drama and what the press thinks of you. And like, you Even you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't. The album cover is covered in like newspaper. newspaper yeah. It's... You couldn't have made more a deal of more of a deal of drama if you tried. Yeah. And it's. Fuck off, Taylor. <laughs> this, this is like the worst of the, I think, the artifice of mm. this album is this song, I think. It just feels so false. But I feel like it had potential. It may the... have done. Anyway, um, the next track. Did I do something bad? No, it's I did something bad. She's not asking it. Oh. She knows she did. Because it feels so good? I'll just run through my notes here. Verse instrumental, I like the dun dun dun. I like that. Uh, it's cool. Big chorus. Bad payoff again. So I yeah. like the chorus, but it ends a bit weak. Oh yeah, there's that weird, like, distorted vocals in the yeah, instrumental. I mean, Could I be mean... done well. Listen to um, Elastic Heart, I see it. Good use of distorted vocals in the... Like you said, it sounded like leftover Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, from the previous track. Yeah. It genuinely does sound like his voice. Um, I think the subject matter, from what I could gather, is that it's like a relationship that's damaged by the drama, which... If you listen to the song Liability by Lord, just does that but better. We get our first curse word. We, get we do. A... We get. We, do we get a shit? We get a shit. <gasps> Goodness me! Is that Taylor's first? Maybe that's like... a bit. That's going very edgy for Taylor. Mm. But in, I, I, all I can think of though was like, you can get a shit in a PG thirteen. Yeah. True. You know I mean? So <laughs> no, you can get them in a PG back in the day. I think yeah. you still can. Yeah. So it's... listen to Mrs. Doubtfire. The language in that is filthy. And School Rock. Um, but then this is this is the thing that blown the line about Kanye. I think it was really towards him, and this has still got the Kanye auto tune of like it says, if he drops, um, if he drops my name, I owe him nothing. Mm. Which is he he says here in a song. Yeah, he? And he keeps he says, I, like, I think Taylor and I can still make the love. Or something. Yeah, he says like um, if I wanted to, I could still fuck Taylor or whatever. It's like just because and it's because he's bringing me more attention doesn't mean I have to. But then you're make bringing it bringing it to the forefront. You're like. It's that same thing again of like you're referencing it, so you are yeah basically rough to return in the favor. Yeah. What else? Are, uh, yeah. So I've said that the br- the bridge is again the bridge has that Kanye auto tune thing again yeah. weirdly. Um, oh yeah, the lyrics in the bridge sounded a lot like um, 
I know places, like the, look, they're coming for us. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, but I said that it has the most fun instrumentals so far, and it sounds like Cape Boy to me. The band Cape Boy. Oh, okay. They have that kind of sound. Uh, best, maybe, mm, I did quite like this song. But it's not exceptional. No. Which is the case on quite a few of these songs on here. Yeah, it's just complete middle of the road, just fine. Yeah. Um, the next, the next song, song is really interesting. Like Don't Blame Me is the next song. Uh, I thought this one was interesting. I've said the verses are very Lord slash Gaga. Okay. Um, big chorus, but sounds too much like the previous track, I think. I couldn't really tell you. L- like, listening through this once, I couldn't tell you the difference. A, really. lot, of, a lot of these have that problem. Um, but yeah, the car- uh, you can tell when I wrote it, when the second verse came around, because I said, calm verses, somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but this is the thing that I'm sure you're going to talk about is that, that bluesy gospel feel of it. Yeah. Like I, you've even got like the gospel choir in there in the bridge. Cause I feel like my big thing with this, I feel like the arrangement comes completely off on this. I feel like this should like, I know it's not really her style, but I, this could easily have been given to like, like a, de- a decent bluesy rock band and they could have had a really interesting arrangement of this. Hmm. And you could even like. I don't know if it's just me like over listening to it, but like you hear the chorus and you can hear like what the guitar lines would be and how how it would be played and how those low like those lower key mm. verses. Like there's there's a band that I quite like from what I've heard of them called Larkin Poe that do um, like blues pop and I think their sound would be perfect for this song. Yeah, I think if they just done away with like the trappy beats and. Just gone less electronic with it and gone more. Yeah. It definitely feels like my big problem, I'll probably, I'll probably go into it later on, is it feels just electronic for electronics' sake. Yeah, I can see there's that. It's not like tra- they're doing anything particularly new. There's certain tracks when it's like, it does feel like, oh, this is a good electronic track, the sounds are great, but some of them just sound like, oh, it's just for the sake of it. Mm. Um, the, uh, the next song is Delicate. Somewhat unremarkable, isn't it? Um... What have I written here? Uh, starts like... Oh, yeah. So, it, at the start, it's a, she's got a vocoder in there. It sounds like Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap. You know, the... What you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. It's not, not necessarily that bit of the song. Um, the lyrics are reminiscent of style. Like, they're kind of just pretty much describing what this guy is wearing. Um, the main, the only note I, I made a note of... The only thing I made a note of... Was the lot of the lyrics? Reputation has never been worse. Mm. So that means I think it's on the lines of so that means he must like me for me or whatever. And I just thought that's such bollocks. <laughs> I'm like, fine. I get what the sentiment's trying to say, but it's like, oh Taylor, but don't you think he might be after you for your money? <laughs> I said he needs to shut up about her reputation. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're like, like this is like what five songs in, mm. and like I think. Like she like I understand the, the, the album's called Reputation, but there's only so many times you can say Reputation in so many songs before I start going mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other things I said here: nice chill vibe, good to drive at night to. Brackets rain not essential, but would be a nice touch. Close brackets. Okay. Uh, and I like it. So maybe I did like it. Off the top of my head, this is the thing: there's too many tracks on this album. Yeah. That it's hard for me to instantly think off the top of my head. Oh yeah, that one's that one. I just got a cool idea of like. It borders on like where music videos can go next. Is that like you get some VR? A VR? I'm sure somebody's done a VR music video. No, but not just this, right? It's VR, yeah. and you listen to your album, and 
it projects what type of visuals that should be accompanied with ah, for a whole album for a whole album so like you said like this track should be on like you know long highway at night it's raining it's mm, moody that'd be interesting and then in certain ones like well like there's a lost track later on with new, like, new year's and new year's day mm. that it is just like tr- our trashed room yeah and it's like it is people cleaning up and people like asleep still and well, it's, it's, the, it's the vibe the st- to enhance the vibe of the song. That could be... I'm going to pattern that. You heard it here first, guys. Um, should we move on to the next song? Or are we, do you have... The next song? The next song is, according to my notes, is Look What You Fuck Fuck Help. I wrote as a... Right. Song. This song. I, I don't like Look What You Made Me Do. This... I wrote Fuck This Song. I think I like... Because uh, in my place of work, this is probably one of the songs I've heard the most. Mm. So I think, just for pure, like... Repetition, it's still started to be a bit of a Did you say repetition or reputation? Oh. Um, it's a bit of an earworm, but the main thing that bothers me is I broke down on my notes. It's a Franken song. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What that means, Henry, is it sounds like Taylor Swift has had a lot of half-finished songs lying around the studio. Mm. And has gone, I can make a song soup, if you will, with all these ingredients. <laughs> And decided to go, I'll have a bit of this, I'll have a bit of this, and I'll have a bit of this, and that'll do. Yeah, um, I think the chorus, like, the verses, okay. Pre-chorus, pretty good. The chorus is so shockingly distracting, completely yeah. removes any kind of atmosphere from the rest of the song. And I hate the whole, the whole character of the piece, where that it's got that really overdramatic intro. Yeah. With these strings. And of course the video is very... On the nose about and it. Like, that it's the, the new Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Yeah. Why? Because she's dead. Bring her back. I miss the old Taylor. She was nice. She was a nice lady. She wasn't mean like this bitch. But I think the video accentuates that because, like, obviously, it it seems like each part of the song had its own because it changes so often in the video. There, there's like so 50 costume so changes. So jarring. So it's like, oh. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that actually. That The fact that the video changes so much is because the actual song, song changes, changes so, so much, often. And, it's and like, not in a coherent kind of way. No. Not in a way that you can really follow it through. Pre chorus, kind of fun. I do kind of like that bit in the second verse where it goes out of key and it's got that bing bing that sounds like a car door open. It's kind of, that bit's kind of beat me into submission because so, I've listened to this song like 20 times or something now. And eventually I've kind of come around to it, but I still can't come around to that chorus. But it sounds like someone like, oh, like the alarm went off in the studio and they just kept recording us. Yeah. <laughs> um, their pizza arrived, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, oh no, she has kale salads probably, doesn't she? Fuck it all. Uh, well, so what have I written? I've written, fuck this song. The pre-chorus with the nice clapping is decent. Oh yeah, so this is this album's bad blood to me. It's the one that stands out as the nastiest and the most mean-spirited. For no real reason. Yeah. Um, I do think this is a kind of a sore thumb. The big the thing is, well, I didn't put it down, like, up until this point in the album. So you were, this is the sixth track in? Yeah. It hasn't really been that nasty. This is the only nasty song. So. But the thing about, and like, other than the first track, all, like, strong, this, um, two to five. Yeah. Just blend together into, they, like, they that do, much yeah. of just, like, if you're not paying that much of attention, you won't know the song's changed. That this is a thing that I'm sure will be covered later in the show if we get picked up by a major network. Is does a pop album have to have the same kind of structure as like a a rock album or like an electronic or something more kind of? I think we'll go into this later because I think once we've gone through yeah. each track, because that's a bit of a meaty subject. Um, no, yeah, I'm sure it'll, it'll be a later day uh, thing. So 
Yeah, so Look What You Made Me Do is still a, a bitter subject for me. So the next song is So It Goes. The only note I made was bleh. Yeah, this is the one that you said as we were listening to it sounds a lot like Ready For It. Yeah, because it's just Ready For It again. I wish um, that this had been track one and Ready For It was track two. But then this would have been a weak opener. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe, I just wish, I think they should have it been just head together. It just didn't need to be on the album. Because this feels to me like a precursor to Ready For It. If And it, I'm kind of... They could have at least fooled me into thinking that it was intentional that they sound the same because they were meant to be paired together. Yeah. That could have worked, but I, I think it was a missed opportunity because I do, I like, I think the song's fine and it would have been good as a setup to Ready For It. Even the fact that this the title ends in ellipses and Ready For It begins with ellipses. Fool me. Fool me, won't you? <laughs> Pen and Tellers, fool me. Um, what have I written about it? Verses sound just like Ready For It. Kind of samey. I wish Ready For It had been after this, they could pair up well together. Fine. It's a fine song. <sighs> yeah? Next song. <laughs> Gorgeous. Ding! See, I Ding! think... <laughs> You're so gorgeous. See, I think this song is a, this song is quite cute. It's just, it's just fluff. It is complete yeah. fluff. I've said, much better. Great pre-chorus. Again! Working out well with these pre-choruses she is. I've written, ding! Uh, there's some weird goatee sounding marimba shit. Yeah, I put, uh, yeah. <laughs> see, I said odd percussion of the way that should be said. No. What's wrong with weird goatee sounding marimba shit? And that way it also makes it sound like I've listened to more than one goatee song. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just sounded so just not mixed properly. Just so, just the. Uh, I well, hated the whole thing. I hated the, the cat line. Yes. Hated that so, but like. Because obviously you're this far into the album, and when you listen to the rest of it, this you, Taylor Swift has presented herself as like she is this like tabloid diva. She's like she is the goat. Like she should be the hottest person in any given room. Yeah. She's the goat. Like like it's she, too late she to be painting yourself as yeah, the. Yeah, she says in she says sheet. in the like for the second track, I should be your A team. I should be your goal. I should be the one thing you're aiming for. Yeah. But then she suddenly goes. But I'm actually the girl who just goes home alone to a cat. Because oh. when she says that, you picture her in the You Belong With Me video with the with the big glasses yeah. and the stupid pyjamas. But she's not that anymore. And that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I also have an issue with that. It's the the thing of the specific lyrics, mm. which some bands that I like, like the Front Buttons or like One Night Stand in North Dakota, they do very specific kind of apoetic lyrics, which yeah. work well with them. But if you're like a pop star, and so far in the track, there's been none of that nonsense. And then yeah. you get to this, and she talks about, I'll just go home with my cats. And you go, oh. That's like, it's like a joke in Shinder's List. That's what it is. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. You haven't you haven't set up this yet. Yeah. But I've written, it reminds me of the 1989 feel, which is good. Um, the, that... n- the nursery rhyme style bridge isn't great. Yeah, but some of the rhymes are terrible. Yeah. It's fun, upbeat, and it's nice. And now we go to the fucking worst track on the album. I don't know. Oh, it's so bad. This song is Getaway Car, track 9? 10? 9? So, someone had spoke about... I've heard someone speak about this beforehand. So I knew nothing about this song. Um, so, you're like, oh, it's about Bonnie and Clyde. And then they... And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And, you could, and when she said, oh, it's obviously... It's this couple on the run. They're, like, doing this heist. They're getting away. They're, like, having the frill... And then she in one of like the one of the bridges where she says Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, and it's like, I was could like, could you have made it any more on well, the nose? Well, see what I've written. I said, 
at, t- clearly towards probably like the first chorus of this song, I wrote, I wrote, okay, so I wrote, this is weak, nice Bonnie and Clyde idea, but cheesy execution. And then in the bridge, I wrote, don't say Bonnie and Clyde, Taylor. <laughs> it's too... Yes, yeah, too on the nose, yeah. it's like... And then I made note of like one of the refrains that really bothered me, and I I'm just like, what are you even trying... The, the refrain is, nothing good happens in a getaway car. Nothing good starts in a getaway car, is it? Oh, yeah, whatever. But it's like, what? What is this, sure, what is what? this line? That is like, Firstly, nothing starts in a getaway car. You get away from somewhere in a getaway car. Nothing good starts in a getaway car. Yeah. What is that line? That may be a line from something, because I think they play it at the beginning. I think they play a sample from something at the beginning, so I'm not entirely sure. Well, maybe, but even so, I just feel like... The, the whole feel of this song is far too cheesy. I've written Disney Channel on my sheet. It does feel like it's that. It Dis- feels like a song from High School Musical. It's a Disney Channel level of cheese. It's like, you've turned, like, Bonnie and Clyde is just, like, hype, ultra-violent gangster story. It's like... Yeah. And, you're, and it is, like, an interesting romance. Like, stuff like... You could obviously tell that stuff like Joker and Harley Quinn is based on. Yeah. And stuff like that. But, and then, but then it just... It's completely sanitised. There's no grit. There's no... There's no... Do you know what I mean? She's portrayed as a bad girl in this, and you just feel like, I don't fucking believe any of this. It's not even kind of gone for that obvious thing of, like, the doing it as, like, a folk song kind of feel. Like, as a Bob Dylan or, like, a Nick Cave kind no. of thing. You could have gone for that, and I would have maybe appreciated it. Or if it she more. really amped up the hip-hop vibe, if it yeah. was, like, just really, like, she was going for that gangster thing that, like, that she was trying oh, to that'd be... Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, um... Like an Instagram gangster kind of thing. Yeah. Than like an old Something like that should, should like be on like the Spring Breakers soundtrack or something like that. Something mm. like that was like... Yeah, it could have been... Like, like brash and in your face. It but could no, have been just... and really should have been nasty. This is the time where it should have been nasty because it's telling yeah. a dark story. This is, this is what I... This is what the chorus of like, look what you made me do should have been like. It should have been like that gritty, just like thing is, horrible though, sound. But it's, it's, it's kind just of, so sanitized. This is what it's done to me. I kind of want to go back and listen to it again. But what I'll do instead is I'll go and listen to Two of a Crime by Perma, which is a similar idea, but better. Mm. That's my recommendation. If you want to listen to Getaway Car by Taylor Swift, listen to Two of a Crime by Perma. Um, or is it Me and My Boyfriend? We're on, um, or was it On the Run by Beyonce and Jay-Z? It was Me and My Boyfriend. I don't know that. Which one. is instantly just a better version of this. Oh, really? Is yeah. that the same idea? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the next song, King of My Heart. Totally unremarkable. I just I put... can barely remember this song. I just put trap. And That's I feel, it? And I feel... I underlined it as well. I just feel like I misplaced a letter. Ah, very nice. You went to say tarp. <laughs> um, so I've said... The verses sound like any other song. Pre-chorus, no fun. Totally unremarkable. Uh, and then I noticed... Oh yeah, and it overdoes the vocals as well. But so far in this album, there's not really been any notable intros or like cool melodies or no. riffs that you come out singing from it. No, it's like look, just... listen, like 1989 begins. You remember that? You remember the from style? Yeah. So I, all we've had so far is the beginning for ready for it. That's pretty much been the only kind of yeah, really kind of impactful instrumental stuff I think Fun, but I think if we go 
skip to the next song is probably one of the most the best it's the one of the best ones for sure i wrote great start exclamation mark this is well, obviously the song we're talking about is dancing, dancing with, with our, our hands, hands tied. tied well this isn't promising but i've written great start 10 tracks into the album <laughs> 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 I'm, sure, I'm sure i meant great start to, to the, the song. song yeah i love it's in, it's instantly a breath of fresh air on the album it's you've got that really fast beat it's the coming. first one that really sounds different yeah it's got that really nice electronic beat. I've written sick beat, yes. And it's just the vibe. The vibe instantly just changed. And again, you have this great dynamic when it goes into the chorus. It goes into this nice half-time feel. It slows down. It spaces mm. out. It doesn't do that thing that nearly every... It doesn't have that really in-your-face chorus that most choruses have on this album. And that, that thing where, like, Taylor loves to have that, like, like, that big, long note over the chorus while everything plays out. Mm. It's just a bit more... It's it might be instantly obvious that someone else read it for her. I don't know. It's just instantly a different style. It yeah. fits so well. So the stuff I've written, sick beat. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, this is great. Enjoying this very much. Perfect party song. Yeah, there's a great towards the end of it. There's, there's really nice electronic sounds in this. Like there's a great like arpeggio, like synth arpeggio that comes at the end. I was like, I even turned to him and he was like. Because we are him, Henry has a playlist called the Synth Sense. Mm, the Synth Sense. Follow it on Spotify. It's hit after hit. And that feels like something like okay, this feels like something that could even be in like like drive or like t- type of vibe. It, it borders like, on more of a, a synth pop song than a necessarily pop song. Yeah, definitely. Even more synth, like more synth pop as we know something like Churches or something like that, more yeah. than like what nineteen eighty nine was. Um, so that was a nice change in the album. That, that's a really really great song. I do like that. Um, the next song, track 12, is Dress, which... You have a problem with. For, uh, I, well, I don't know if this is a problem. See, this song sounds exactly like the song Two Weeks by FKA Twigs, which I played Ian when we were listening and to it. And it's fucking egregious. <laughs> exactly the it's same. It's just the same. Give me two weeks, you won't recognise It's so, so similar. Um, and I've written I, that I like it, but I don't know whether it's good that it... I like it because it reminds me of this other song. Because does this mean that what they've done is reminded me of a song that I like, the kind of nostalgia angle? Or is it good just because it fits into the same kind of sound category? But then there's also... But there's borderlines on ripping that song off. No, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that... I won't be surprised if that comes up in court anytime soon. But then I feel like the big thing, like, even with this song, like I said before, like, it feels like her flow on this is from a different song. Like, the way she's delivering these lines, it does feel like it's it's a different song. Mm. And that will bother, that just bother me because I couldn't I couldn't sit there and listen to it and enjoy it because like I was just going what does this remind me of? But then does it remind me of this thing song or does this remind me of anything from the top forty because mm. it's just just a pop song? Yeah, I've so I've written sounds like two weeks quite like the feel I think. Um, oh yeah, there was some nice like quiet kind of synth in the chorus which I like. There's a little like boom 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 which is cool. Uh, decent feel, but is it just because it sounds like songs that I like? Arrgh. It's a conflicting one for me. Uh, should we go on to track 13? This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. I got halfway through writing the title before I get... That, I put this is why we dot the dot. And so what? this is what I've written. It's an emotional journey through this uh, through this song. The The chorus sounds a lot like the first Lord album. The way it begins, you go, oh, this is just like a Lord song. Then as it builds, it gets kind of cheesier... And cheesy, there's that slow pre-chorus with the piano. And then it goes into this, like, chanting kind of... It, it's the Hard Knock Life style chorus. Yeah. Style, I say, pretty much ripped from. Even the piano, I think, yeah. is the same. But I've written, do I love it? I'm sorry. I love it. 
This one well, I do I do really really like this song. Well, my notes is it's the exact same beat and the exact same structure. It's just ready for it. If you li- if you listen to the listen to the drum beat, if you listen to the way the song flows, you could easily the single lyrics are ready for it over it. Okay. And the same refrain, so it it might be good, but it's just a song you've already heard in the album. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so what else are written? Fast verse, slow sad pre-chorus, chanting chorus. I'm happy. Fine. I was content with this song. But is that all you want to be content, Henry? Yeah, I feel like if. For example, if Taylor put this on Spotify and I had this on my phone, then I feel like this would be a song that I went back to a lot. Only because there's not many Taylor Swift songs on Spotify, so that's all you've got to grasp to. Well, there's 13 <laughs> bangers on uh, 1980, or 12 bangers and Bad Blood on 1989. Oh. Is that on Spotify? Yeah, 1989. That's, I thought she that's didn't why have... I've been listening to it constantly. I didn't think she had anything on Spotify. Oh, no. Her stuff went back on Spotify. The day Katy Perry's album came out. Uh, yeah. Quick aside, Katy Perry album, Witness, horrible. I've been listening to it because I knew the Taylor Swift one was coming out, and I feel sick from listening to that. I listened to it like swish, three times. Swish, bitch. It's really horrible. It's really not good. Um, so track 14 is the last single from the album so far. Or as I called it, 1989 and a half. 1989 and a half. Call it what you want. Well, I did. Um, I call it 1989 Call it what you want, Ian. <laughs> There is, there's a, a line in the bri- in the in the pre-chorus, the set the before the, the second chorus in this song, where she says, "At least I did one thing right," and I couldn't help but think, "Yeah, 1989." <laughs> <laughs> um, so apart from the kind of irritating melody of the verses, which you pointed out sounds exactly the same as "I Know Places." Yes. The uh, 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 I, uh, 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 I, and then in this you get the I brought a knife to a gunfight. It's the same. Yeah. I didn't notice it, but now that you pointed it out, it does bother me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apart from that, I, I really like this song. I think it's just got such a nice kind of chilled out feel. And again, this would be a good song just for driving too. Just, See, I, I don't like drive, but I, can, I have could, been in cars. It's one of those things, I feel like it'd be interesting to have like a fucking slimmed down version of this album. If you took a few tracks out and reordered them, this would probably fit well on the flow of things. But I feel like getting to this point you're just like I'm sick of this sound I'm sick of this but I think vibe. this one does sound a bit um, different to the others the, the ones that this sounds like is like the more uh, kind of chilled out ones like Dancing With Our Hands Tied or whichever one I said before was good um, there's too many songs I can't keep track yeah this is a long album uh, Delicate that one um, this this album should have been 11 tracks it's 15 yeah we'll cut it afterwards we'll do the, uh, the machete cut of this album definitely um so yeah, I, do, I really like Call It What You Want. I think it's probably the strongest of the singles. I still think Ready For has grown on me for us as a single. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. Because this one does have a very cheesy chorus, but I don't mind it. Mm. I think the, the, my babies fly like a jet stream, you have to kind of cringe your way through it. But once you do, you're in the clear. You're on the other side of it, and it's fun. But what if you're tired of cringing, Henry? Tired of cringing? Well, don't spend any fucking time around me. Um, <laughs> right, so uh, last track. Last of the hour. track. We've made probably it. Track most, fifteen. Probably the most like in, like annoying songs for me. I enjoyed it. I did write. You're not Regina Spector, honey. On <laughs> um, I said catchy hook, liking the happy memory book feel. I wrote my notes in the dark. That's why I'm struggling through them. Um, maybe lacks. Oh, maybe lacks some substance. It's sweet. I'm enjoying it. Instrumentals, somewhat, whatever. But See, the, thing, the whole feel of the song I did like is just that 
like the like it's meant to be. It's the mess after a party, and it feels like that after she she's fucking clearing up after <laughs> the rest of the album. Yeah, it does. It is eternally does not fit on the album at all. The production is all over the place. I was I the production made me really annoyed. I, I know you did. You didn't like the the distortion on the piano. Cause it was like it, it's. It's not even that to start. It just sounds like, like the way I said to you, until like uh, later on, it sounds like it's been recorded on a phone. Mm. And like, if, if if you wanted to sound muffled, there's e- there's not cleaner ways to do it. It just sounded horrible. Yeah, and, and the, especially when like she brought like an acoustic guitar in and like more of the voices in. Just, yeah, the the ending could have built up to something. Yeah, it, it, you've said it just whimpers out. That it it does something really like a, such a nice texture towards the end, where it's like she um. You've, the vocals double and it starts going in around like it's like multiple lyrics laying over each other so you have the guitar and the piano slowly playing and the synth strings slowly build up on it like that's a lovely texture mm. that she's building up and then it just whimpers away towards the end it's like no you could have built that up to some like really nice emotional classy ending but you just decided to fucking whimper it away and then that's where all, all the it doesn't end the chords just play around a few more times and then it stops yeah it was such a poor end to an album that has already been a disappointment <laughs> I've and it doesn't even sound like anything else. She's like this sounds like, like I said, there's not much electronics on this. It's I do like the arrangement, but it's just like where is this coming from? It's so not like shouldn't have been on this album. This sounds like it should have been. This should have been mostly done in 1989. Or even um red possibly. Yeah, I think because the, the album closer on 1989 clean is great. Yeah, but this does sound like more of the transition between red and 89 because it's that like acoustic this may, electronic sound. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a song she had left over from 1989 I would not be surprised yeah because there's, a lot of, there's a lot of this I feel is left over from 1989 I'm, I'm happy with her ending on a quiet song but this didn't really fit this I do like this song it just doesn't go with the rest of the album considering like... how so much of the rest of the album tried to have this kind of bad girl feel and this feel okay, there are occasional ones that feel genuine and feel sweet yeah. like call it what you want it does feel quite sweet I think this album got better as it went on um, as yeah, I feel like the, you, the best tracks are towards the end. I, yeah, I feel like, but you could easily cut off this album out. Yeah. Okay. So if we're gonna lose songs, okay. Um, ready for it staying. End game going. I did something bad staying. Uh, don't blame me. Can stay because it's got promise. That's the bluesy one. Yeah. Delicate can stay. stay. Look what you made me fuck off. That one can go. So it goes because stay. But no, I wanna... no, no. I think if you you have to choose between that and ready for it. But I want to pair it. No. I want to... Ugh. You have to get rid of one. I'm getting rid of so it, so it goes then. Gorgeous is staying. It's nice. Gorgeous is genuine. It's sweet. I think that should have been the single she led with instead of Look What You Made Me Do. Yeah, I think so. Because um, I can't imagine anybody being proud of Look What You Made Me Do to the point of releasing it as the first, first single for three years. I don't fucking think so. Getaway Card, that's going. King yeah. My Heart, that's going. Dancing With The Hands Tied, that's staying. Dress Can Go... This is why we don't have nice things is staying. So yeah, you can cut this down easily to ten or eleven tracks. Yeah, easily. And it would have been a punchier album, a more memorable album. Definitely. Would it have a much higher hit rate, considering what? So thirteen tracks on nineteen eighty nine, you can probably sing nine or ten of them off the top of your head. Yeah. But this especially I can't I've been listening to it nonstop. Um But this one I think there's probably six or seven songs that you go like if that that you come out of it going dare, that was great. Yeah. And I feel like two of them definitely need... It needs a, needs a good, a different mix. The mix of it's terrible. Mm. A few of them need re-recording. Like like you said, what was it? The one I like... Thinking, don't blame me. Could easily have had a different arrangement. Yeah. That last song needed re-recording. So here's what I've written for my overall notes on the album. 
Should be four tracks shorter, as we've covered. Uh, a few two samey songs lacking definition in both instrumentals and vocals. Uh, it's at its best when it's being light and fun, like 1989. Uh, you, you, this is the way I've been describing this album for the last 20 minutes, or however, we, uh, however longer we listen to it. You won't come out of this album with a new favourite Taylor Swift song. That is a great way to put it, I think. And the final note I've made, this should be an album by an artist called Lil Swifty. <laughs> nice. I think a big problem I had with it, and I don't know, I'm trying to justify it in my head, or like, I don't know if I'm just need to sit on it for a while, it's like, I feel like she's gone about this. She wants to do this edgy electronic album, mm. but hasn't tried to write in that style. Mm. All of these, most of these songs could have been on any Taylor Swift album and done in that way. But they've, mm. but they've just gone, let's take Taylor Swift songs and make them electronic. They haven't, like... I feel like songs in 1989, she's wrote them to be romantic, like, nostalgic, like, that nostalgic vibe of, like, yeah. and that's why that, that sound works. Because, like, you can't... Because I think, when you think about, like, Wildest Dreams, it feels genuine and it feels full and heartfelt. Mm. You know, you can dismiss it as, like, rubbishy pop stuff, but I think it feels genuine. But whereas for a lot of this, like the pre, like that chorus bit of "Ready for It" feels nice, and then you get the and I'm like, yeah. oh, it just takes you out of it a bit. That's why that especially on stuff, stuff like "Look What You Made Me Do." I think that chorus is meant that style of song, but the rest of it just feels like a Taylor Swift song, but yeah. done in this really bright. Like, I feel like the producers have done a terrible job on this. Yeah. Like she's probably got a million producers on it. I feel like the, most of them, like few of them, towards the end, like. Yeah. Dancing with our hands tied, we've got like bringing some interesting people in, but like, a lot of it's just terrible. Mm. I think I think this album has not been as bad as I was worried it was going to be. Going off, look what you made me do. But I think and that they haven't been as they haven't all been as nasty as I was worried. Yeah. Some of them do feel kind of sweet, and some of them do feel kind of genuine. To even more than probably more than she wants them to. But I feel like this. The thing we need to go into briefly before we wrap this up is like the whole like I know a lot of Taylor Swift fans. It's the like the attitude generation will just listen to these songs like independently. Yeah. Well, they'll approach them differently. But listening to it as an album, mm-hmm. it's very tiring. Yeah, it is. I, I think s- she's probably seen this as an opportunity to get fifteen singles out. Yeah. That she can stretch out for the next two years. Whereas, like, some of them sound a lot very the same. Even, like, the way the choruses sound sound the same. Like, just the whole... There's no... Like, there's barely any surprises. It's just all... Blur. Yeah. Well, to be honest, like, the biggest instrumental surprise on there is the, the pre-chorus of the This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, where it slows down and it's got that piano for a bit. Yeah. And if anything, it reminds me of the pre-chorus of Greenlight by Lord. Mm. <laughs> that there's, like, the... I don't know, the the things that are remarkable remarkable about it are few and far between. Yeah. This is not 1989. No. And in terms of pop albums from this year, this isn't melodrama, but it's better than Witness, the, the Katy Perry Katy Perry album. But the thing with the Katy Perry album, though, I think you've at least got to give her credit for. She's gone for the, she's gone balls deep into that style she's going for. Okay. She's gone. She's gone for it. She hasn't pussyfooted around it. She's gone <laughs> straight. She's tried to do that type of like shrill, like hip hop, like that type of that. She's gone. She's gone for that the style she's wanted to do. For the most she's part, gone like, for there's, it. There, there are occasional. It just... might not have gone well. 
Yeah, there are Which occasional tracks on it, it, like the, um, is it Miss You More on there, that, like, it's meant to be, like, a kind of sad, lovely song. I was like, you haven't earned this at all, considering how the rest of the album has been, look at me, I'm the fucking queen. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. She's, uh, she's Cockney now. She's actually mm. voiced by Vinnie Jones. But it just feels like this could have just been, this could have been 1999 if she spent another year working on it. But the risk of this industry, especially if you're at her kind of, uh, nah, she in, knows in, she... in her area, that if, if you wait another year, you could just miss the boat and the Taylor Swift album comes out and nobody cares about it. No, not when you I think ta- she knows not, that not when the Taylor pop Swift. fans are fickle, I think. I feel Taylor Swift might be the exception to the rule, because I know when Taylor 1989 came out, she was, it came out in November of, or October of that year. Of 2014. 2014, yeah. and that was the first album to go platinum that year. Oh, wow. And, and it, it was the end of the year. End of the year as Jeez. well. So pe- I think people will come out for Taylor Swift. But I, I think if she waited much longer, people may... the, the the excitement may have died down a bit. No, but all you need to do is like go on tour or just do do like. But then she had the little nugget because she did the single, the terrible single for Fifty Shades Darker. I can't even remember that. There is you that go. One, is that her in the weekend? Is it? No, her and Zane. Oh, ugh. He's not even one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, I like his song Pillow Talk. Okay. <laughs> I really don't. I haven't actually no. I haven't really listened to much of the One Direction solo stuff. Anyway, that is Reputation. Should we have a rating system on this show? I don't know. Okay. Hypothetically, say we do hypothetically have a rating system, what would you hypothetically rate this album? I would say 6 out of 10. Okay, 4 out of 10. Oh. So that average is 5 out of 10. No, because you've, you've got to... Yeah, our, 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 the, our collective score is 5 out of... But you've got to think, like... An album, a, the presentation of the whole album. This is the thing with the show. We're gonna do the presentation of the whole okay, album. Okay. Okay. So not just the fact you like this song. It's like the whole piece as a whole. Five. So what's that? We're coming like a f- four and a half. Four and a half. Out. Four and a half out of ten. We'll round it to five. We don't do halves in this shit. Five. Five. Okay. Five. Five out of ten. Completely middle of the road. It's X Men Apocalypse. It's completely <laughs> nothing exceptional. Not. Horrible. But I feel like there is some horrible moments there on There are though. some horrible moments on there. But they're moments. But then the good moments are only like few and far between. It's just a, such such a... No, I think that, that there's good moments. The, there's good stuff. It's the remarkable stuff that's few and far between. The stuff that you'll really take away from it going, oh yeah, that was great. <sighs> well, good thing we solved that. It, it, only, <laughs> it only took us 46 minutes to, yes, well, to come to that conclusion. Can yes. we have it again? Uh, out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> meh out of ten. <laughs> it's, <the> eff- <laughs> <laughs> it's two. I'll buy it when it's on sales. Out of ten. <laughs> buy it when it's on sale. Yeah, when it's six pounds coming up to Christmas, that's yeah. when you buy it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening to our pilot for our music show. What? Did, tell us what you think. What did you think of it? Because you're going to hear it everywhere, so you might as well tell us what you think. And tell if, us what you want us to review next. Yeah. Because we'll probably work more on like, what the structure of the show is going to be, whether it's just going to be like an album a show, or an artist a show, that kind of thing. So we're open to suggestions for what you would listen to, or what you would listen to us listening to. Yes. Thanks, guys. See you Bye. later.